Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 The Yakuza Kick Radio. This is the Bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night. This is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Spirited Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you didn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Oh, bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Man, the other day, my cat tried to burn this motherfucking house down. Um, my my Bengal cat, he, he's out of his mind, man. He just uh, he just does random things. I don't really think he – he plays like he likes us, but secretly, I, I don't think we're, we're friends. I mean, this dude, you know, I feed him. I, I take care of him. I pet him. You know, he, he seems to like us a lot. Um, the dude just randomly does like like this type of thing. It, it, he chewed through the fucking airline of my fish tank, one of my two fish tanks, and uh, you know just emptied out like fucking seven gallons of fish water onto my fucking floor in the other day. I mean, that's not some shit friends would do to you, you know. Um, I mean, there's there's fucking outlets and power strips and all that shit there. Easily could have burned the fucking house down. You, you don't even know what kind of havoc it is to try to clean, like, seven gallons of water out of the fucking carpet. It's not like you can move the fish tank out of the way and then get back at it, you know, and then, and then move it back. I mean, it, it, it's fucking havoc. Crazy, dude. This, this dude is, 
he's something else, man. Um, but anyway, I still love him. What, what can you do? That that's that's a cat lover, I guess. Hey, it's Yakuza Gig Radio, and um, your host Jay Cat Morris. Um, so uh, gonna review the CZW show. Gonna do that. Um, the boss is back, as it were. Um, but hey, uh, you know, I mean, everybody knows me. Knows I'm a diehard 49er fan. So Colin Kaepernick, huh? Well, last week preseason football i'm not even going to pretend like some people might not have heard about this clearly everybody knows about this shit colin kaepernick did not stand up during the national anthem and um you know he did it on purpose it was a thing that he wanted to do after the game they asked him about it and you know he's he's all fucking riled up and uh you know he's taking a stand against uh this country and he's not going to stand for a flag that represents oppression of black people and as long as the police are killing people out there and this and this and this. Alright, so I, I have a lot to say about this. Number one, um, I'm a 49er fan. Um, I own a Colin Kaepernick jersey. I I wanted nothing but the best for this dude. I wanted him to thrive on our team. Um, I I continue to support him when other people bashed him. Um, well, I'll, I'll, let me go even further back. Initially, I was not a Colin Kaepernick guy. Um, Alex Smith was our quarterback. He um, at the time was actually um, led the league like above Tom Brady, above Peyton Manning, above every other elite quarterback in the league. At the time, he had the number one passer rating. Now, you can go back and look at it. I know that's a shocking stat. It really is. But he had the number one passer rating in the league at the time. He got hurt. And obviously, you know, your backup quarterback's going to come in. Well, when that happened, they just more or less let Cap take over. And at that point, you know, we were in a run. Uh, Alex pretty much got us to the playoffs and Cap, you know, continued from there. And, and Cap really did some big things. Cap. It was always a playmaker, you know. He's he's a he's a threat, and he's a playmaker because the dude is fast as hell on his legs, and he's got a cannon for an arm too. But in the same token, maybe not the accuracy, and maybe not the um, the field vision you want in a guy. Um, definitely not the field vision you'd want in a guy, and um, that became more and more of a problem down the line because you see the running quarterback thing was. I don't want to say it was new as far as Colin Kaepernick goes, because I mean, Mike Vick was doing it for years. And I mean, even like a scrambling type quarterback, Steve Young was doing it back in the day. There's a lot of mobile quarterbacks, but when it became like this quarterback that would just break and sprint 40 yards downfield as, as kind of a design to play. And sometimes it wasn't designed and they just break on you, but you had to start defending and you had your Colin Kaepernick's, and you had your RG3s, and you had your, you know, these these type of guys. Um, and defenses started picking up on that shit, and there started to be a, a way more difficult, you know, situation as far as them running and stuff like that. So windows started to close. We also had a whole lot of people leave our team. We had so much of our roster leave uh, the year before last. So it left our team pretty, pretty, um, you know, running on, on low fuel, so to speak. We sucked. 
Um, our offensive line was not strong. Uh, Colin was just getting the shit knocked out of him back there. Um, for, I think, two years straight, I know he was last year, and I want to say he was the year before. Um, he's probably the fastest speed quarterback as far as, you know, running speed in in the league. But he's also the most sacked quarterback in the league, I, I want to say, two years in a row. If not two years ago, he was close, and yet last year he was the most sacked quarterback in the NFL. So that that tells you something. Something's going wrong back there. Uh, Russell Wilson's a mobile quarterback, but he knows how to move around, get out of trouble, and fucking throw a bomb downfield. Like he allows people to fucking, you know, run a route. The route's covered, reestablish, find another way, break free, and then he hits the fucking guy downfield. That's like some shit that, that Russell Wilson is really good at. I can't fucking stand him because he's a Seahawk. But um, that's something that, that Cap never got down was that elusive backfield. You know, he could, he could break out in the open field, but as far as like getting the fuck out of the way when those guys come, come back there, he's not that fucking great at it. And um, so he started playing scared, making a lot of mistakes. Let's, you know, last year he threw um, two pick sixes in a row. Threw a fucking pick six to a guy. Fucking next time they get the ball back, he throws another fucking pick six. I mean, that, that shit's almost unheard of. So he became a guy that was not a threat to the other team. He was a threat to us. They benched him. And, you know, following the benching, there was also, you know, a bunch of injuries and, and surgeries he was getting and this and this. In the off season last year, he wanted to go. He wanted fucking out of there. The relationship was completely damaged. They didn't like him. He didn't like us. That was it. Like He was done with this team. He didn't like getting benched last year. And he still had an ego. He wasn't humble about it. He was just like, fuck, I want out. And none of the teams would pay him what we're paying him. He's still under contract. So they would have to pick up that hefty contract. And nobody was down for that shit. And um, so that was it. He ended up just pretty much stuck with us. So, and, I, and I'm giving you the football history for a reason, but, um, so what it was, is it was going to come down to a quote unquote quarterback competition between him and Blaine Gabbert going into the season. Meanwhile, all of those things were going on as far as he wanted to leave, you know, all of that stuff. Blaine Gabbert was fucking bonding with our fucking team. No Beckham. Uh, he, he was, you know, he, he was really becoming the leader of our team. He took pride in being a 49er. He wanted to be the fucking the quarterback of our team. And he really, you know, again, he took pride in being at that position for us. So for another guy to be like wanting out, wanting out, wanting out, and, you know, it didn't happen. He ended up stuck with us. Quarterback competition or not, it still favors the guy who fucking wants to be with the team. You know, cap is stuck with us that that's kind of what the deal was there and it's like fuck man they're paying him a ton of money and he's supposed to compete and this dude is like going through preseason and you know going oh first two games oh my arm's really tired and i don't think i could so like he's supposed to be competing and meanwhile he's still just fucking laying back now um so for all those reasons i laid out there i think he should and possibly will be cut before the season starts. Now, following all of those things I just said, 
all of a sudden in his six-year career, I believe he's been in the league six years, um, now he decides he's taking a stand against the fucking country, against against our flag and what it stands for. And, and he's wearing fucking Malcolm X hats in the fucking post-game and all this other bullshit. Look, man, I I have a real strong fucking feeling about the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm not fucking down with it, and I'll tell you why. Because you know there are there was a there was a little there was a little girl in Camden just the other day, Gabby Carter, little black girl, shot dead, fucking gang violence, caught her in the fucking crossfire, killed a fucking eight year old girl. Nobody has her involved. In the fucking Black Lives Matter movement Nobody is waving a fucking flag For her in the Black Lives Matter movement The only fucking people They care about in the Black Lives Matter movement Are those that are killed by police So that, that's not saying Black Lives Matter You're trying to radicalize people against the police And I'm sorry but this gang violence And shit that goes on All the black people that are killing black people The, the, the gang all, all the inner city fucking shootings And shit like that that goes on who the fuck do you think has to show up to that shit? Motherfuckers are wilding the fuck out out there, killing each other left and right, killing kids. Fucking Dwayne Wade's cousin. She was pushing her fucking kid in a stroller, shot dead, gone. But that's not a Black Lives Matter movement. That There's nothing about that, that that falls under the category of we should be outraged. Are they storming motherfucking gang-related areas? Are they raising up against fucking gang activity? No. All they're doing is fucking raising up against the cops. And the cops are the one motherfucker who needs to show up. The one motherfucker that gets a phone call, come stop this shit when shots start firing off. So when bullets are flying left and right and somebody needs to fucking show up, that's who the fuck they call is the cops. So when the cops show up and this motherfucker has a, has a, a past history of gun violence and this and this, probably has a gun in the car, he has a prior resisting arrest, Drugs, stolen car, this and this, and then that dude winds up getting shot in the long run. I'm not saying that that's every situation as far as the cops, you know, killing people. I'm just saying, like, do you think that that's a more dangerous situation to be in for a cop, for even for the cop? You're you're fucking walking into fire when it comes to these cats that are doing this type of crime and shit. And a couple of those dudes that were shot had fucking previous history of guns, illegal guns, and fucking resisting arrest and this and this and this. So motherfuckers are supposed to just be allowed to just run wild out there, and then the cops are supposed to keep them safe. They're not keeping themselves or anybody else around them safe, but the cops are supposed to keep them safe. And it's funny because... A lot of these motherfuckers that are going all out, you know, Black Lives Matter and, and defending the people, you know, who do have, uh, like, like I said, it's not all of them, but the ones that do have past criminal histories and were gang members and this and this, they didn't give a fuck about you. I mean, you want to scream about their life matter, that motherfucker would have robbed you like anybody else. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of situations that fall under that category. And, and you know, the other thing is, is, you know, Every everybody radicalizing against the police doesn't. The, the police have to exist. And maybe some reform needs to be done. Maybe there needs to be a little bit more intensive training, as far as you know how long they go through training and you know and that type of thing. Maybe some things should be talked about like that. But just you know lining up in front of the 
fucking precinct and, and rallying and, and this and this about the Black Lives Matter and Black Lives Matter. Meanwhile, people in your own community are killing kids and women and all this other shit. Shit needs to stop. And I, and I honestly think shit needs to stop on that level long before you could talk about the fucking cops. You know, hey, man, people are getting fucking killed all over the fucking place. And, you know, I'm seeing it constantly on the fucking news every day. And, and it's this one's dead, this one's dead, this one's dead, this one's dead. Maybe one for every fucking ten that I hear are dead and shot and this and that. Maybe one of them is killed by a cop. But if there's nine other motherfuckers that are getting killed with gang violence and shootings and this and this, why is nobody concerned on a higher level of that shit and trying to make change in the community? That That's just – I mean that's, that's where I'm at with that shit because, look, man, it, they got to fucking answer the call. You know, I, I, these people are, are not keeping the fucking world safe. They, they're running around doing wild shit. And, and I'm telling you, black, white, whatever you want to call it, if I had a fucking history of gun violence and this and this, and I have a gun on me, and a cop fucking pulls up on me and all this shit, if I put myself in the same situation a lot of these other people are putting themselves in and acted the same way and start reaching for my pocket and all this other, they'll shoot the fuck out of me too. I mean, it, they, nobody's taking responsibility for their own actions. It just becomes, you know, why me, why me, and, and, then, it, and then it becomes finger-pointing at everybody else whose fucking fault it is. So that's why I don't respect that fucking movement because it doesn't apply to the, to the little kids that are being killed. If, if the guy is in a fucking uniform that kills somebody, then there's outrage. There's fucking, you know, let's sit down during the national anthem. Let's do this. And look, I'm not... I'm not anti, you know, um, patriotism by any stretch, but I'm also not like the most patriotic person in the world. Like, oh, my God, they disrespected the flag and the anthem and this and this. Look, I love our country. I think we, we have the best country in the world. You know, and again, if you want to sit down, you know, uh, and, and because our flag doesn't represent, go pick another flag and see how that shit rolls. Because a lot of those countries are fucked up. You know what I mean? Like a lot of those countries are fucked up. Like any of those Muslim countries and shit like this, you go you go over there and start figuring out how to police treat fucking people and how easy the shit goes on a regular fucking stop and see how you're doing type shit. Yeah, you know I mean, shit gets fucked up all over the place. We have it actually pretty fucking good, and I I don't know, man. I I just feel like there's there's bigger fucking fish to fry, and and there's more of this just being radicalized fucking bullshit. It's creating more violence. It's not making things better. It's creating more fucking violence because now everybody's on fucking edge as soon as as soon as soon a cop pulls up or as soon as this or as soon as that. Look, like I said, some shit needs to change, yeah, but as far as this movement being only about people killed by police, that's fucking bullshit, and that's exactly what it applies to. Every time we talk about this Black Lives Matter thing, it, it's the fucking police. Well, why the fuck? Don't any of these these people within these communities, the gang members and all of this stuff, they don't feel the same way. Yeah, you know I mean, I, I feel that way. I feel like, and, and all of a sudden, like the all lives matter thing became like a racist statement to say that everybody's fucking life matters. Again, don't get it from me because I'm the motherfucker that tells you like not everybody's fucking life matters. There's a lot of pieces of shit on this fucking planet, and we could we could lose a couple of them and, and keep it moving. So 
I'm not I'm not really one to say every single person is precious bullshit, man. I see bullshit motherfuckers all the time. People abuse animals, the motherfuckers that are shooting these fucking eight year old kids, that motherfucker's life doesn't matter. If a cop kills that motherfucker that shot that eight year old girl, good for him. Fuck him. So I don't know why everything has to be so fucking racist because if someone killed your eight year old kid and the fucking guy whose job it is to go get him happens to kill that motherfucker in the process, well, hey, man, this is the type of shit, man, there's war being waged out there, and and it's not fucking cool. So when my jerk-off quarterback decides six years into his career when he's supposed to be fucking fighting for a fucking uh, job spot, now he's going to make a stand because he's so... He's so dedicated to the cause, and it's it's bullshit, man. He's a fucking he's a jerk off. That's what he is. He's not fucking Malcolm X. He's not Farrakhan. He's not fucking he's not Jesse Jackson or Al Sharpton. He's a jerk off. This fucking guy is bringing attention to himself. That's what he's fucking doing. And and it's funny because you know they they had the video where he he had the fucking uh, press conference or whatever afterwards, and, and people are typing shit. As like the the description to the video, like the reporters were so amazed when he was so well spoken and well versed on the topic. He wasn't well versed on shit. All he kept going is, "There's bodies in the street, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, uh, you know, stand for our flag if, if this is the type of thing that's going on in this country." And then they're like, "All right, well, you know, what about you know, um, you know, the flag standing for our soldiers and his name?" He goes, "Well, you know." There's there's some soldiers that, you know, they don't get treated right when they come home, and, you know, there's that too. So, you know, that's not well-versed. That's just being fucking bitter about shit that ain't got – first off, it has not a motherfucking thing to do with him. But second off, it's not – this isn't just his cause. Again, you're not worried about the motherfucking kids being killed. He's not worried about Dwayne Wade's cousin being shot in the fucking street pushing a stroller. You know what I mean? He wants to stir shit up. That's what the fuck he's doing. And, and you know, hey man, just like fucking Michael Sam, when he fucking um, when he decided to to make a big coming out party, coming out of the closet right as the fucking draft started, they had no fucking choice. Oh fuck, man. Oh spotlight on Michael Sam. Oh openly gay player NFL. Oh my god, this and that. And everybody that looked at his football playing ability when this dude doesn't belong in the NFL, but of course he got fucking signed. I don't think he's playing football now, and we're talking about like a year and a half later. So some shit is just done to keep their name fucking live. I said this before, any of this standing up, sitting down bullshit happens. Colin Kaepernick's career hinges on this year. Straight up, he's getting paid big money from us still. If he goes out there and busts his fucking ass and has a great year, he doesn't have to stay with us but his value in the league becomes relevant. If he doesn't, he was already benched from us last year. We decided we lost a little faith in him, and we put him on the back burner because he was fucking us up. We get another quarterback who's been on the back burner for a while out of the same draft in in Blaine Gabbert, who was a failed experiment in Jacksonville, and if this guy starts producing more than the other guy, Well, shit, now we're looking back at this drawing board, and what is Colin Kaepernick really worth? The teams already in the offseason weren't willing to pay him what we're paying him. So people are already going like, yeah, I don't know about all that money for this dude. So, again, he could prove his worth on the field this year, knock it out of the fucking park, 
But if he's not capable of doing that, then it fucking straws. He's scratching and clawing and trying to keep himself fucking relevant by any means fucking necessary. No pun intended with that, but um, this is is what I feel like he's doing. I I don't feel like this dude is just like a fucking civil rights activist. I I think he's a jerk-off. He wants the fucking attention, and people are coming out of the fucking woodwork to stand on his side because it, it's just, you know, it's such a hot topic, and everybody wants to jump on a side. So it becomes this motherfuckers, you hated Colin Kaepernick, and all of a sudden now they're like, he has the right to, yeah, you have the right to do whatever you want. I'm not saying he doesn't have the right to sit down. Sit down, do whatever the fuck you want. But you're not going to be a starting quarterback in the league beyond any of this going on. You know what I mean? Like there was another rookie that on the uh, on the Eagles that was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna join. I'm gonna join this shit. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do like Cap." And then a couple of his teammates were like, "Yeah, man, you know, you're a rookie. You, you cut out this motherfucker, right? You, you know that." And he's like, "All right, you know, on second thought, maybe I'll just write a letter or some shit instead because I don't need to. I don't really want it, to. It's just this is what it is, and you know." Tomorrow night is our last preseason game. Blaine Gabbard is not playing in the game. Blaine Gabbard has been labeled as not playing in the final preseason game, which is what you do with your starters. You don't play your starter in the the final preseason game. So basically, they've already given the job to Blaine Gabbard. Cap is going to play all sorts of time tomorrow. And I'm I'm looking forward to it. I want to see what he plays like cuz he didn't he didn't do anything fantastic in, in the last game, you know, kind of played like the same old cap and, and that's fine. But amongst it also brought all this heat on himself, which, Hey, you know, it is what it is. Like I said, he has the right to do whatever he wants. And like, like people have said, very true people, you know, they say it's about the troops and this and this, but the troops do fight for you to have the freedom to sit down if you fucking want to. And that's fine. But, like I said, my my thoughts on that movement to begin with is fucking crazy. It doesn't bring people together. It, it draws a fucking battle line. It draws a fucking line in the sand, and they don't come over here and fuck with us, and we ain't fucking, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's a very aggressive, very, and it's not a proactive type aggressive. It's just, it's just shouting, like, stop stop, stop, but it's not really, it's riling people to fuck up. And I mean, that's my opinion. And I would love to be proven wrong and see some kind of reform come out of it. And, you know, and, and further training and stuff like that to go in to, but I don't see how the movement would do anything to, to work in that direction. I, I just see a lot of, um, a lot more violence is coming out of it. Honestly, a lot more people on edge and a lot more violence and shit like this. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it's just, I, I can't fucking stand it. But, you know, again, <laughs> it's got to be my fucking team, you know. Um, anyway, I um, I have confidence in the way that we're playing in the offseason, um, in the preseason. I'm liking the way my guys look. I'm really looking forward to the football season. I'm fucking die, die hard. Everybody knows that shit. So, um, yeah, man. Um I also um on one more little football note. I um I ordered a fucking nameplate like a like where the back of the jersey has the name on it. 
for uh, DeForest Buckner to replace my fucking Alden Smith on my jersey. So I got the jersey number 99 already. The fuck am I going to do it? This dude is he's going to be locked up because he got like his 12 DUI and fucking he was playing for the Raiders for a minute. And this dude's just going to be a knucklehead that fucked himself out of the league. So what the fuck am I going to do with this jersey? Oh, shit. I ain't, I ain't one of these dudes that burn shit in their backyard for no fucking reason. So I, I got a nameplate that, that's going to change it to a fucking DeForest Buckner jersey, which is awesome because he's a rookie. So it's like me having the fucking rookie jersey right off the fucking bat rather than, you know, having a jersey that doesn't leave my fucking closet this year. So it's pretty dope. Uh, zipping and all that, stitched letters and all that was 50 bucks. So not bad. As far as I'm concerned, it gave me a new jersey for $50. I'll fucking take it. Um also, next week, I'll be working on doing the, the football pick deal, and um, I'm going to do something real creative with it. So I'm going to try to, you know, stir shit up and, and make it, you know, kind of entertaining for everybody to listen to rather than just, uh, here he goes with this fucking football thing again. Skip ahead, skip ahead, you know. Maybe you skip ahead anyway. I don't fucking know. But I'm going to try to make it flow a little quicker and um, none of the point spread shit this year. Just going to do the thing and um, pick up against um, – my twins and uh, do a game of the week where like a fucking duck or my dog or a cat picks the game and, and we'll see how many of these fucking games I lose against animals. Um, should be pretty interesting that way. Um, so yeah, that, that's, uh, I think that's, that's pretty much all I got. You know, besides, besides the norm. Um, thanks. So I was supposed to go to the Bronx Zoo last week. That shit didn't work out because the fucking truck broke again. Um, pretty nonstop with that truck. Um, got it fixed like Monday. I thought I was going to miss the fucking gym on Monday. I'm like, fuck, man. Here we go again with this goddamn, um, you know, fucking up my, my schedule. And then um, shit worked out where you know, it got fixed just in time. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been fucking killing it in the gym. Uh, I get so fucking riled up when I, when I miss time in the gym, I go back in that shit like fucking 300 miles an hour. And, um, that's what I've been doing the past two weeks, well, week and a half. And, um, yeah, man, today's my off day. Tomorrow I go back. It's, it's just fucking destruction in that motherfucker, man. It, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, you'll see the results, man. It, it's just, it is what it is. It's, let me see. I'm trying to find a track while I'm bullshitting here. Um, I don't know why I'm just babbling. But, eh, it is what it is. Um, fuck, man. Let me see. There you go. I, I wanted to find a Sean Price shit. All right, let's go with this one. Every time I make a run... Girl, you turned around and cried. I asked myself, why, oh, why? Bitch, you can't understand. I can't work a nine to five. So I'll be Sean till November. I'll be Sean till November. I'll be Sean till November. January, February, March, April, May. Yeah. Why Clef Sean, baby? I'm here. What's going on? <laughs> Yo, 
yeah. Earth shattering first, the burst battering. Wrong color on your turf trafficking. What up? Showing the name, y'all niggas ain't ready for. Won't beef in the street, none of my metaphors. Showing the bomb, Lebanon, Decepticon. Most high, most fly, both high like Farrakhan. All praise is due to Allah. Have no idea what I do to your squad. Listen, your face look like steak with the A1 sauce. When the guard let the AR off, bottom. Listen, ain't a rapper that a battle on smack. I'm the rapper with the gat on your hat. Nigga, rap prime minister. I will not finish up. Four and four a hot punch, bitch, fatally finish up. Y'all niggas is whack. Sean Price and them bringing it back. Yeah. I'm almost famous, yeah niggas is half ass, almost anus, got a new car, almost ranged it, we broke by the chain, almost exchanged it, I hang with niggas that's two time felons, first of the month, on the stupid dime selling, yeah. Sean Price is dumb, sell crack on the block with Mike Tyson from, listen, I like fighting but they're nice with guns, I might knife him but I like my gun, unleash me Paul, daddy the dog, with my eyes on the green, nigga Kermit the Frog, stupid with mine, my stupidest lines, I put them together, turn them to a beautiful rhyme, but now rap, y'all niggas take notice, when you rap, niggas notice you bogus, focus on me, Sean Price broke in some seed, heroin addict, literally the dopest MC, yo, I'm telling the truth, you live in the lie When I step in the booth All competitors die My sweater is flops Look at my kicks Look at my jeans Look at that shit I'm crooked as shit I still crack in the building Domestic violence Start violence Smacking my children Ruckus the realest Rilla Baby Nape and Red Monkey I'm a fucking gorilla Donkey Kong is the game Donkey Sean is the name I'm playing for keeps I'm part of the chain Yeah <laughs> Yo. Yeah, Earth Shatter at first to burst battery. There. Hmm. Botswana, small town little league player Pop Warner. Rock corners with hot blocks that's drug infested. Supply suppliers, my money say thug infested. No disrespect to duck down record. After this go round, a nigga looking for the exit. Peace. Sincerely Pyrex Pot Sean Cookie cut it and spit it on Narite.com The vet earner of stripes the sket burner Tears in my eyes when thinking the hex murder What up hex? I don't parlay with the crude nigga I don't wallay with the new niggas <laughs> Hardcore rap and Mary J. Blige records right. The guard gon' snap and waving the five reckless Sean Price the best rapper in Brownsville Don't know me, by the time this song done you clowns will Hurt something nigga Know what I mean? Fuck out of here. Grown man rap, nigga. Get my son to fuck one of y'all young rappers up. Words of up. Fuck out of here. What up, Eli? Ah, where was I? Oh, yes. Sean Carter is nice, but Sean Price is the best. <laughs> Sean gone. gone. No Sean Dawn. Sean is a dawn. I don't wear Sean John. Army suit, blackberry brandy is long johns. Matching cheese Tims, you separate weed Sims. <laughs> Weed carrier, bulletproof vest tester, block the play just the left or rock away your chester. Too old to rap, too young to whack. Ten fingers, two hands, my nigga, the guns clap. I don't like niggas no more. Eight figure dreams, nigga, but the figure is four. These are words from a thousand years. Selling crack in the peas, disguising some housing gear. I fucked up somewhere down the line, but I got my shit in order. The crown is mine. Three. Fuck out of here.
Shaw Price, Kimbo Price, Mike Tyson. Go get all that shit, all that shit, all that shit, And I punched the school bus. Yeah, so let's get into the CCW thing. Today, I decided to do something a little different. Um, Chopped up a little uh, Captain Dave from the Captain Dave Wrestling Network uh, to help me go through this CCW deal here. So, uh, this is how how it got kicked off. Combat Zone Wrestling returned to New Jersey in Voorhees and at the Flyer Skate Zone for the first time since May. June was the Tournament of Deb. July was in Dayton, Ohio, uh, which is the home of Rod Star Pro Arena in Dayton, Ohio. And then the Flyer Skate Zone was being used for the Flyers Working Camp. John Zandig opened the show. He's running CZW at the Barrier DJ High in his backyard at Tournament of Death. Larry the Legend returned as the run announcer as uh, as the previous expected over the weekend. Yes, that's what happened. Now, um, CZW, the boss is back. Ridiculous title, ridiculous statement. Uh, coming out of Tournament of Death. DJ completely buried that angle. The only thing they could try to do on this show was damage control, and that's exactly what they did. Um, When they first, uh, John Zandig came out, he pretty much had to explain why all of the bullshit was happening, and and it didn't didn't go smoothly. Um, It it really didn't, Um, because basically... He fucking, he did the thing at Tournament of Death. I'm sure everybody who's listening to this saw it, but just to bring it all together, he, he comes in during DJ's match, fucking hits him with the exploding barbed wire bat, and, you know, exploded a little early, but you know the deal. He hits him with the thing, the blackout comes out with the fucking, um, the, with the tractor, you know, with the fucking backhoe, whatever you want to call that thing. Uh, I'm not a, not a groundskeeper. Uh, construction worker by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so, and then they they more or less dig the fucking hole in his yard and fucking throw him in the in the in the bucket of that thing and threaten to dump him in the fucking hole and bury him alive if he doesn't turn over the fucking company. Now, like this was one of the coolest fucking visuals I've I've ever seen. I mean. It, the execution on it was fucking awesome, minus the mic not working when Z- Jan, uh, John Zandig, Jan Zandig, uh, John Zandig was screaming into the fucking hole, you know, give it up, DJ. Well, the mic didn't work at, at some point, so uh, probably didn't come off as well as it could have on DVD, um, technical difficulties, of course, and, um, you know, but I mean, visually being there and all that, it was one of the coolest fucking angles ever. Now, to follow that with DJ Hyde wrestling three, two or three weeks later in a no-rope barbed wire match in the main event of a show in Ohio where he's up against Jay Christ, who, like, retired from CZW, and DJ stood in the ring and said how much he loved him and all this other shit, you know, back to what I was saying last week about everyone loving each other. And then the next time that they see each other, they're wrestling a no-rope-bar-wire match. 
you know, I, I just it makes zero fucking sense. The booking, even if they didn't do the Zandig angle, would make zero sense because the last they were in the ring, it was a love fest. And then all of a sudden, we're in Ohio, no real barbed wire match, me and that guy I love. Like, what the fuck? So it was ridiculous to begin with. But to say that, like, DJ gets buried in his fucking backyard, obviously, you know, he gets out of the hole and all that stuff. We're not supposed to believe he's still in the hole or anything. You know, the show went on after that. Um, but you you have to fucking disappear. I mean, you, you have to disappear for, like, the next two months minimal. Not fucking two weeks later, you're fucking no-row barbed wire main eventing a show and running the company that you supposedly just gave up. Now, so what they did going into the show is they tried to do damage control because even John was trying to explain it and, you know, defending it and all that stuff online when, um, you know, when, when it happened and people were shitting on it and going like, well, what the fuck? You know, he's buried in his fucking yard. Now what the fuck, you know? And, um... He, he tried to defend it. Well, I'll explain what it is and this and this. And, and he comes out there and he's like, oh, well, I'm the guy who's going to get the, the locker room together. And DJ's the suit who's in charge. And I'm going to make the fans love each other and the wrestlers love each other. There's too much fucking love going on right now in wrestling. I mean, you guys got to fucking, you guys got to fucking tough it up. I'm not saying, like, you guys aren't tough or anything like that, but you guys got to add some fucking grit back to this shit because all of this loving shit, and the shit gets fucking worse later on, too. I mean, John Zandick comes out and grabs Larry Legend's ass to start the fucking show. I'm happy to see Larry back, too, but why is all of this, like, pretend-to-be-gay shit cool as fucking wrestling now? It's like it's an epidemic, man. It's fucking crazy. Everyone fucking smiles and smirks and then, like, rubs on their boy like it's fucking funny. Like, uh, that shit is crazy to me. That shit is fucking crazy to me. It's like you guys, like, will tongue kiss another guy and be like, yeah, but it's funny because we're only joking. It's like, no, that's, that's not, I don't think it works that way. I mean, what the fuck, man? Uh, anyway, so, um, he comes out and kind of explains that shit and this and that. And I'm fucking here and CZW's all that matters. Da 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 da. And um, that that's pretty much that. Um, so then uh, we go into our first match. Daya Squad, Dan Moff, and Master Matt have retained either their tag titles uh, over Scarlet and Gray's. Desmond Xavier and Zachary went represent for Rockstar Pro Nation and RI4K uh, uh, with the Death Valley Driver. This was a really good match. I, I like this a lot. This, uh, you know, fucking man, Moff hit a fucking spear on that Desmond Xavier kid with him doing like a fucking handspring. Shit was fucking bananas. Holy fuck, man. Like, th- this was really good because, it, you know, two young up-and-coming guys, those guys are killing it. And um, Zachary Wentz, I think, is, is getting better, and he's starting to grow on me. I, I wasn't really a big, big fan of his initially. Uh, Desmond Xavier is as good as any high flyer, you know, going. Any, any you know, super fucking talented high flyer 
he he's that fucking good. I mean, he really is. Um, but yeah, he's uh, the the team is is looking real fucking good out there, and um, yeah, the Hit Squad doing their fucking thing. It was a good showcase the Hit Squad match, and um, yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was a good way to start off the show too. Um, again, I, you know, I'll get back later with some of the things that I think they did wrong or what they could have changed, but um, yeah, this, I had no negative things to say about this match really. The Hook, Kurt Robinson defeated Nico Sergio, who I just mentioned um, uh, moments ago by a pinfall at the top of Suplex and Sergio's retirement match. And we here uh, on the Captain Dave Russell Network would just like to express our gratitude, thanks to to Nico, uh, Nico Sergio for everything he has done for CCW, and uh, we wish him all the best in the future uh, for, for him. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like this match. Um, I know a lot of wrestlers are behind um, Kurt Robinson and um, I guess the Dojo Wars fans or whatever, you know, liked them and everything. As of right now, I don't give a fuck about this kid at all. Um I mean, maybe he's good for what his age is or whatever. Um, DJ did this guy no favors by throwing him into best of the best because, like, a loyal CCW fan should hate a fucking kid that goes into best of the best and blows it like that. I mean, it just should it, – it should make some kind of fucking statement. And then, you know, to, to go on from there and – and yeah, I don't know. All of a sudden, he's he's Sozio's last match, and I, I just and I know that Sozio's doing because he loves the kid too. But I right now I don't give a fuck about the kid. Also, on side note, um, he's no longer with CZW, so that big like I gotta push this kid because the next thing you know he's gonna be all over the place and da 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 da. Well, um, yeah, he's gone now, so that's that's that. Uh, some kind of internal bullshit happened. Uh, his father had posted some shit about uh, he'd never seen that much unprofessionalism in his life, and they're fucking done, fuck CZW, and all that. So all that shit's gone. Um, so it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm not saying the kid can't be good in the future or whatever, but as far as what DJ did to for him, the way DJ presented him, I – I got nothing. I nothing came out of that that made me go, "Oh, great job, DJ!" Like, no, he, he presented him like shit, and that's that's kind of the the outlook I have on the kid right now. Um, and then uh, as far as Sozio, man, look, um, I like Sozio. Um, I like him as a as a person. Before I liked him as a wrestler, for a long, long time, I couldn't stand him as either. And then, um, you know, I got to know him a little bit better as a person. I liked the dude. Still didn't come around on me that that well as a wrestler. But within the past, like, couple of years, he really, you know, came full circle. And he, he started working a lot better, in my opinion. His, um, like, his power slam was fucking awesome. And um, he did, like, a, like a fucking tumbleweed thing in the corner that looked real fucking crisp. You know, he started to do shit that looked like he fucking did it before. You know, a lot of the stuff, you know, he was doing previously was kind of all over the place. And it didn't really just, there was no, like, exclamation point on what he was doing, in my opinion. But um, 
he he was just working a lot more solid within the past year or two, and uh, you know I, I thought he was a very very solid mid card worker, which I thought you know could have, and I think that that to me, the the whole world title main event thing, I I was sour on that completely because I I still to this day don't think he ever belonged there. Um, again, solid mid card. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's a lot of guys who are considered the you know some of the best in the business their spot was mid card, you know, that's, that's where they were. I mean, the, your whole show should look strong. So you should have really good wrestlers on your, on your openers. You should have them on your mid card and you should have them in your main event. Some people just don't belong in that main event as far as I'm concerned. So that's kind of where I, I sat with him. Um, like I said, over the, you know, past couple of years too, I've, you know, I've gotten way cooler with the dude personally. And I think he's an awesome dude. He's turning his life in, in a great direction, you know, where he's starting a family. And, um, you know, I, I wish the guy the best, and I'm sure I'm going to continue to talk to him over the years. Um, you know, he's a great guy to chat with. And I'm going to have him back on the show soon, hopefully. And, uh, you know, just talk about random bullshit. Um, maybe not even wrestling. He's not a wrestler anymore, guys. Uh, he, he flips his hair in the pool. That's what he does with his off time. You know, so. But, yeah, shout out to that dude, man. Um, what happened next? Let's see. Now, championship wrestling from Hollywood, Harris heavyweight title match, Peter Avalon successfully defended his CWFH title over the Spurshine Strickland by pinfall after a modified missile kick. Um, I didn't like this match either. Um, Shane has gotten fucking awesome. He really has. And, you know, for him to be coming in when he can, I know, you know, the the schedule doesn't always permit as far as that Lucha Underground deal, but they really need to fucking spotlight him when he comes in. And this, this uh, you know, bringing in the whatever the fucking guy's name, Peter Avalon or whatever, this fucking guy, you know, this was DJ went and worked for this fucking shit company, Hollywood Wrestling or whatever the fuck it is. Like, DJ post on the fucking thing, headed over to Hollywood fucking wrestling, and then took his little selfie in front of the Hollywood wrestling sign, and da-da-da, and DJ Hyde seminar at the Hollywood wrestling, and next thing you know, the boss is back, and Hollywood wrestling's guy is here. It's like, wait a minute, fucking, what are you out of your fucking mind? This isn't a fucking John Zandig move. Who the fuck would ever think this is a John Zandig move? So, in my opinion... This dude should have never been brought in um, on this show. If, you know, you felt big on the kid, and um, I'm not even going to say no Beckham with DJ because you never know. Um, but, look, the next month is your your Chris Cash show, which has always had, like, that, that opportunity-type situation where they give young guys a chance and all this. So, you – you push it a different way where through John Zandig, you say, Hey, you know, fucking listen to it. He could even, you know, put it as DJ brought this fucking guy up. I hope he's fucking good. He better not fuck me and bring in some asshole. So next month, you know, we're going to give this fucking kid a chance. Cause that's what the cash shows. You know, da, 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 da. you know, you can, you can bring the fucking guy in, but on this, like the boss's back show, it makes zero sense. This match made fucking no sense and was just screaming DJ booking from the fucking heavens from the start. So I, I didn't like the booking. The match didn't fucking leap out of me to me. Um, 
and and it's, to me, it's a waste of Shane Strickland. Um, so so then then there was this. An amazing challenge with Rory Gulak. Flip Gordon defeated Chuck Taylor, Dan Barry, and selfish star Steve Scott. The post-match, Alexander Jane, the White Lion, came out and jumped Rory Gulak in a Pearl Harbor situation like that. Alexander James can fuck himself. I don't ever want to see that dude in a ring again. And DJ knows that everyone fucking feels that way about him. He's not a fucking heel. He's not a good heel. That's not what's happening here with Alexander James. No one likes him at all. Nobody fucking likes him. That's what happens. See, to me, I understand, like, people have, like, this this real, like, blurred reality on what a heel is and everything else. And I guess everybody has their own definition. My definition, though, is a guy who can be likable. I feel like every wrestler on your roster should be able to be likable characters. Like, if you turned any one of your heels' faces, that would work. You can't turn that guy's face. But their talent should be able to make you hate them, even though that they're able to be likable characters. Like, Jesus is one of the best heels in fucking CZW. But he's been a face and it's worked. He's had people chanting his shit. You know what I mean? That's, that's what I mean. Like, if, if you're not able to, if there's not a chance that someone could turn you face and people would be behind you, then you're just not someone who belongs there. Just because someone hates you doesn't mean you're a fantastic heel. DJ falls under that same category. He thinks, everyone hates me. I'm the best heel on the planet. That's retarded. That's fucking stupid. So, um, Alexander James can fuck himself. I guess they're starting a program between him and Rory, which is what everyone wants to fucking see. Uh, not at all. Um, Steve Scott's awesome. And, um, you know, he, he's been doing his thing with the selfie gimmick is kind of goofy and shit, but he's got his own fucking thing with it. He does this thing out there. He could work his ass off. Um, I really like that dude. Um, Chuck Taylor is just fucking phenomenal. I've always thought Chuck Taylor is one of the most entertaining wrestlers in the fucking business. Um, he has a way of working a match and working the comedy and just his mannerisms alone. He can get like simple shit over like a motherfucker. Like Chuck Taylor is talented beyond talented. Why he's not a WWE guy right now. NXT, some kind of shit is beyond me because that dude is fucking tremendously talented. He's one of those guys that if, if he's available for booking, I think everyone should be booking him on every fucking possible chance. I mean, he's, He's just fucking great. Um, Who's the fourth? Uh, it was like the what the fuck? I don't. I half remember who fucking Captain Dave said was in this match, but you know it wasn't a terrible match, and um, it, it wasn't it wasn't bad. Um, uh, the Alexander James fucking Roy Gulak interaction bullshit was fucking ridiculous, and you know again. Rory Gulak being out there having a fucking prove-yourself match is fucking insane when the boss is supposed to be back. It should be John Zandy going out there and saying, hey, I'm going to bring some fucking guys in here. I haven't seen too much of these guys. I want you to fucking prove yourself. Hey, Chucky T, what are you up to? I haven't seen you in a while. You know, why don't you fucking show me if you still got it? You know, whatever the case is, 
bring these fucking guys in and, and put just a small, small fucking sliver of reason behind it that ties into what the show is supposed to be all about. That's not what happened. They just fucking throw shit together. And uh, again, it wasn't a bad match, but um, not yeah, not really understanding um, their direction here. Um, let me see. Then we got Jonathan Gresham defeated Dave Chris. Uh, with David Starr as the guest referee. And David Starr helped take out Dave Chris and made a fast count. David Starr then challenged Dave Chris and CCW down with the sickness next month coming September. This was a waste of a really good match as far as I'm concerned. Same old corny fucking special guest referee gimmick and um you know the two of them could have absolutely tore it up in the ring and the more you look at this show the more it looked like a build show those shows that are not the one that you should have fucking went to but it's leading to the next show that's the big money you know what i mean the the you always when i used to go to shows you know month in month out you fucking leave and on the way home go fuck man i got us with a build show I mean, I went every fucking month, so, you know, I was like a, a, another one of these, you know, uh, the shit car fans, I call I call them, because, you know, you can shit in their car, and they'll just show up with Febreze the next month, you know what I mean, that's uh, pretty much what's good, what goes on, I was, I was one of them, and there was nothing you can do that was going to keep me from coming the next month, so it was what it was, but you'd still have that feeling like, fuck, man, because you wanted every show, to, you're doing once a month. Once a month, you got to put on fucking big bang, you know, big bang shows every fucking month. You don't have a weekly show where you can do this. This Raw just led to this, and this SmackDown just led to that, and then the pay per view it all culminates. Now you can't, you can't fuck fans like three, four months out of the year to build the next show, dude. You can't guarantee another fucking house. You got to fucking you got to blow the fucking roof off of everything you're in. I, I don't really understand that. How many fucking times has the indies and CZW especially been burned off of that? Oh, we're going to fucking slow. And then the payday's not there because the guy gets signed somewhere. Or the guy gets hurt. The guy gets this. The guy gets that. Look, we're getting fucking Joey Leo, but I had Joey on the fucking show. And we were like, yeah, yeah, fucking, you know how shit happens. And, you know, you don't get the fucking payoff and, you never know, you know, he's working Ring of Honor, and, like, what if he gets signed somewhere? Is it? He's like, no, trust me, this is going to pay off. And, and look, it is, but who would have fucking known Joey would fucking cut his thumb and be out a couple of months? During that couple of months, anything could have happened. So, I mean, how far away were they from fucking blowing that payoff? And, you know, they brought it all back together, and the fucking vignette that, that Joey did was fucking insane. And, and Leo's video was pretty dope, too. I mean, they're going to fucking tear it up in that ladder match. The, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you straight up, that next show is booked fucking amazing. I, I'm loving the booking on the next show. Loving it. And I'm going to watch it from the comfort of my own home on iPay-Per-View. You will not find me around these fucking gargoyles anymore. Um, so to me, it was kind of a waste. Again, build show. Next thing, oh, it's, it, it's uh, Dave Chris versus David Starr. And ultra-violent rules, like no DQ, ultra-violent rules, bring anything. He said tax wire or whatever the fuck. So that that's going to be a fucking, fucking crazy match. Uh, you know, we'll get more into, you know, 
exactly what's going on on that other card, um, you know, as we get closer or whatever. But um, uh, what happened next? The CZW Wired Television Tournament match, the Ring of Honor prospect Leo Rush successfully defending his his title by defeating Long John Silver of the Beaver Boys by pinfall after a standing moonsault. Yeah, um, I like this match. I thought this was really good. I think Leo's absolute gold. Um, I've always liked John Silver. Um, you know, I mean, it, it could have been better. I mean, they they could have done more with this. And um, no, I'll, I'll go back to you know what more they could have done or whatever. But um, look, that it, it was good. I, I didn't have a problem with this match um, at all. I enjoyed it. Uh, next up, this is a big one here. In a, a scheduled tag match with the Dub Boys, Nate Carter and David McCall taking on Nation of Intoxication of Connell Classes, better known as Wrench Lucky 13, turned by design into a big time cluster. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, when they say, uh, we're running parade that began with uh, with the IWA Mid South of John Wayne Murdoch and Reed by God Bentley came in um, and so is Jeff Cannonball plus the debut of Carl the Beast for the very first time here in CCW along with the Blackout Claw Morrow who is better known as Ruckus and Robbie Marino, and also Pinky Sanchez. General chaos ensued, but the boss of CCW, Xander, came out at the end and basically has told the fans and and the members of the CCW roster that this is the beginning of his family. And so, but the question is, um, what is she talking about? Well, we're all to find out coming next month at down with the sickness at the fire skate so in full he suit See even Captain Dave doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Um see that, here's the thing. This was a huge clusterfuck as again, I gotta quote Captain Dave on that one. Um this this was um just fucking all over the place. And here here's my analogy on what they did here. This was buying a shitload of fireworks for Fourth of July not lighting anything all night and then at like 11 o'clock at night lighting off everything you had all at once. This is, you know, just blowing your load in three seconds with a room full of pussy. I mean, this is, this is everything you could just waste on one moment and then it's over and then that's it. No stretching it out. No seeing how long you can make something good last. This is just, Fucking boom, 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 grand finale. Okay, folks, and that's that's it. Kyle the Beast was fucking wasted on this. Pinky Sanchez was wasted on this. They definitely could have threw them like into the Leo Rush match, made that a four way, and it would have been cool. See, you know, if you would have had Zandig out there a couple times throughout the show, and then you know had him come out and say, hey. I got something for you, you know, you used to, you know, here's some shit you're not used to, or, hey, I found this fucking guy in Jersey, you know, uh, keep the surprises rolling throughout the show, 
keep the show. I think if they spread what happened in that match across this fucking show, people would have been talking about this show like it was the fucking next coming. I really sincerely think that this show caught a lot of heat and I think well-deserved, but in the same token, it could have been so fucking avoided with cutting a few little things out and adding in that same shit from that match spread throughout the fucking card. I mean, John Wayne Murdoch, look, John Wayne Murdoch and fucking Reed Bentley coming out as John Zandig guys. Are you fucking hot? John Zandig hates Ian Rotten. And those guys are fucking Ian Rotten guys through and through. Stop with the fucking name. These guys are all John Zandig guys. What? What the? What? You know, fuck, man. Can you at least get on the fucking mic in a situation where you say, hey, fuck, man, you got a main event with fucking deathmatch shit going on. You can't make that a fucking three-way and go, you know, oh, the fucking everybody's music hit. John comes out and, hey, look, the fucking fans have been calling and calling and calling and DJ hasn't been fucking listening. You fucking want John Wayne Murdoch? You fucking got him. Boss is back. You know, boom. The fucking place is on fire. Earlier, they got Kyle Beast on fire. You know what I mean? You could have put Blackout in in something. You know what I mean? You could have moved this shit around better. It's just, it's fucking crazy the way they did it. They completely wasted all that fucking, all of those pops, as far as I'm concerned. And let's not get it fucked up. As far as the John Wayne Murdoch thing, just like I said, DJ Hyde got booked in King of the Death match. John Wayne Murdoch might as well ride in the car back to CZW with him because he's going to be booked. That is the only fucking reason, as far as I'm concerned, which, look, I'm not Ian Rotten. I'm not part of anybody's fucking booking, but it was a political move. You, you brought in DJ as a fucking replacement through to the second round. John Wayne Murdoch gets booked immediately. I mean, it, it's a fucking no brainer. I said this shit before it happens. And the very next show, John Wayne Murdoch and Reed Bentley are there, you know, fans been screaming for them for years. And when DJ was on the show, you know, he, he gave a bunch of excuses, but then he also said like, we were supposed to work something where the, uh, a company booked me, and then and, and I was going to, you know, we were going to go off of that, but then they didn't book me. So, you know, things just kind of fizzled. It it all comes down to who's booking him. So that that's what that is. Um, you know, the like I said, Kyle the Beast definitely deserves a fucking big shot in CZW to, and to do big things. So, um, yeah, but the, the other thing is how many of these guys are fucking there next month? All this invasion, here because the boss, here because the boss, here because it's John Wayne Murdoch in fucking CZW next month. I, I I mean, maybe, but not announced so far. I don't think, like, one of those fucking guys who, who invaded last month, or this month, um, are, are fucking announced for next month. I mean, it's fucking crazy. I mean, this is, this is what I mean, and... Um, I, I think there could be more done where um, these fucking guys... And, and again, back to the fucking Love Fest bullshit. This whole thing ended with John Zandig, John motherfucking Zandig, demanding a group hug at the end of it. Demanding that everybody join in a group hug. What the fuck is going on, man? What the fuck happened to wrestling? 
What happened to the fucking rough edge in wrestling? John Zandig demanded a group hug. I fuck man. I I don't know. This is I don't want to be part of these crowds. I don't you know. I I feel like it, it's it's like one step away from gay porn, man. I can't do it. I can't be I can't be on set for a gay porn. This shit can't. At least if it starts going fucking you know, starts going a little too far on my TV, man. I could change the channel. I put the PlayStation on, play some fucking football. You know, but um, you're in the crowd, man. You, I mean, you're more or less an extra in the gay porn at that point. Shit is crazy. Um, oh, the other thing, man. Pop like a motherfucker for Pinky Sanchez with the Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm a John Zandig guy. Fucking T-shirt. And look, man. If you can't look at that fucking video. And know that he's got the only good-looking shirt in that fucking ring. Because those other fucking white fucking block-letter fucking bullshit shirts. Get the fuck out of here. Got two-sided fucking badass fucking... Yeah, man. Come on. That shirt is off the fucking chain. But, you know, I popped like a motherfucker because Yakuza Kick Radio was written on the fucking screen on iPay-Per-View, man. More people need to rep that shit. Fuck that. I ain't like these other bullshit podcasts, man. People need to rock that shit. Fuck that. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I, like I said, I marked out for that shit just because, uh, you know, hey, man, that's, that's, that's my fucking the name of my show on that shit. I know that's not why he was wearing it, but either way, it's still the shirt that I, I came up with and everything, and um, it looked better than everybody else's fucking shirt in the ring that – you know, they, they they spent fucking no money on designing and, you know, did their thing. So um, I, I was really happy with that. And I still have many. So get your I'm a John Zandig guy as seen on iPay-Per-View t-shirt. And you can cut the sleeves off. You could make a fucking belly shirt out of it if you want and hug each other like the wrestlers are doing now. Um, whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, could, you could tie it up like like a... Yeah, I mean, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do with it. But, uh, yeah, get, hit me up. Get one of them shits. I don't go to shows no more, so not going to be selling them at a show. Um, just cost you another five bucks a ship unless you're, like, out of the country, and then we got to figure that shit out. I got, like, a couple out of the country that, that they want, but um, it's, it's the whole thing's just a hassle. So eventually I'm going to get that done. But, um, you know, in the U.S., you know, another five bucks, so twenty-five dollars for sure, and uh, ship to you. So hit me up. Um, I, I think that was it for that match. I'm trying to think if I missed anything as far as everything that happened there. Maybe not. All right. The CCW World Heavyweight Champion, the Bulldozer Matt Tremont, and Joe Gacy went to a no contest after Jonathan Grasser interfered. Followed by Greg Echelon, Tremont pronounced it as bullshit uh, to stop the match. This match was way too short and seemed only designed to set up a September Fatal 4-Way match with, with Matt Tremont defending against Joe Gacy, Greg Echelon, and Gresham. Yeah, this match wasn't shit. Um, this was, um, you know, build show. Like I said, build show. See you next month. 
go fuck yourself, all who are in attendance. Which is crazy, too, because they had that fucking, um, that, that free fucking whatever taping shit. So these motherfuckers are in the crowd for, like, eight hours and shit, and they're getting, like, see you next month matches. <laughs> that's fucked up, you know what I mean? Uh, so, you know, that's what they got. Four-way fucking death match, whatever, next month. Um, this, this match wasn't shit. Um, I, and honestly, I didn't, I didn't like the fucking Gacy Tremont feud when they did it a couple years back. I didn't like any of the Gacy Tremont stuff they've done since then. Um, on top of that, Gacy seemed to have gained all the fucking weight back that he once lost. There was a point, uh, you know, in the past year where he fucking, he cut down quite a bit and he was looking really, you know, uh, athletic. He was, uh, heading in the right direction when he had that that wired title run i feel like he was really on fire and um again some people belong on the fucking mid card and then you start pushing them above where they're supposed to be and fans get uncomfortable with that shit and that, that's kind of where i'm at with gacy right now i like the dude i think he's valuable but in the same token like he's not fucking treating his body like he belongs on the main event and the matches are not where the fucking fans are ballistic where he belongs on the main event, but they're just pushing and pushing and pushing that angle with Joe Gacy's up top. And so is Greg excellent. And no one wants to see that shit straight up. Nobody. So, um, there's that. And, um, yeah. See you next month match. Another one. And, uh, I know I got the, the last one is. And the ultraviolet tag team match in a main event. Alice Cologne and Tim Dunst defeated Danny Hammett and Ricky Shane Page, pinning Danny Hammett after Dunst threw teammate Alice Cologne out of the ring to take the pinfall. The various toys we're talking about, barbed wire tables, carpet thumbtack strips. I, uh, I gotta say this about Alice Cologne, man. Like, Freak accidents are freak accidents, but this dude is straight out fucking reckless. Um, I, I can't help but fucking notice. Um, number one, I mean, the thing that happened with me was fucked up. And out of all the people who were fucking sorry it happened, Alex Cologne, like, said sorry, like, on the spot. But, like, you would think you would get, like, a fucking message from that dude sometime after the show. Like, hey, man, how you doing? Like, fucking sorry again about that. Some kind of, like, remorse and shit and, like, nothing so as far as i'm concerned uh, pretty unprofessional by him but the same token like it is what it is i ain't fucking hung up on like whether someone apologized or held the door for me or any of that type of bullshit i'm not that type of dude i'm not that i get annoyed with like the god bless you shit sometimes it's like what the fuck man so some motherfuckers you don't even know like sneezed now all of a sudden you gotta run to their oh god bless you fuck out of here i get i get annoyed with like that just common courtesy tradition shit like all the time it's just fucking irritating there's motherfuckers you don't like will be in the room and sneezing motherfuckers so oh god bless you like you don't even like that motherfucker what kind of shit is this but so i'm not i'm not too hung up on that but like what i what i do see like a consistent consistent thing with alex alone is he's fucking reckless as shit man he he is fucking awesome at death matches like he he entered his this style and he is fucking killing it but he's reckless as fuck man he did one spot in a, in a thing where he put like this fucking waffle of of pack strips on the dude on the outside corner 
uh, you know, in the corner of the guardrails sitting on a chair. Might have been Ricky Shane Page. I think it was. So he leaned them over the top of Ricky Shane Page and then did a running drop kick that shattered the things and sent a bunch of pieces into the fucking crowd. Kid, you know, these are nail boards, you know what I mean? So you could easily get you know, catch one of those in the fucking face or some shit. But that is what it is, too. And so I'm like, dude, what the fuck, Alex? Like, you know, some wild shit, you know I mean? You could do that fucking spot anywhere, but, like, right up against the thing. And, again, the CZW security is fucking garbage. It, it, it's straight up just fucking students in fucking training that would rather be doing any fucking thing other than that and you know it's just they don't have a fucking wherewithal to protect the fucking company from liability or any of that type of shit and you know again i'm kind of a first-hand experience to to know that and you know okay so when you narrowly avoid bad situations eventually shit's gonna happen unfortunately um but anyway, so that was that was one spot that I was like, oh, fucking really, Alex? Like you're not, you know, you feel it. I, I would figure this would be the most cautious motherfucker in the locker room after fucking slicing the fans' arm open the way he did. But uh, he doesn't give a fuck. So then another spot comes where this dude grabs a chair to do a fucking suicide dive while holding the chair. He fucking shoots out the ropes and the chair flies out of his hands or he throws it and it goes over all the people he's fighting over the guardrail into the crowd. Fucking steel chair. And I'm like, yo, is that fucking Alex? I'm watching it again. I had to run it back. I'm like, is that fucking Alex again that just threw the fucking chair into the crowd? I'm like, yeah, this dude doesn't give a fuck, man. I don't know if he's just not smart enough. I don't know if he just doesn't give a fuck. I don't know, like, but look, man, as far as I'm concerned, and, you know, I'll get into more details about it when it's all paid and done and everything, but DJ's, to his word, he's going to pay my doctor bill that's on the table right now, so, um, which is not cheap. I mean, he if he goes out there and pays that shit, I mean, that's on him to, to really go at these fucking guys in the locker room and go, look, I don't want to fucking pay a bill like that i don't want any parts of doing shit like that you know he's manning up and and doing what's right but in the same token shit could be avoided and it comes down to these fucking wrestlers doing what the fuck they're supposed to entertainment's fine you know making the shit look wild and a little out of control is fine but you know i mean i saw no rope barbed wire matches 200 light tube matches fucking uh, Taipei glass, fucking flaming this, cage of death after cage of death, all front row, never got fucking hurt. Never. I mean, I'm second fucking row on this other show, and all of a sudden, bam, I'm, I'm fucking sliced open. And then you can see the same guy doing some shit that you're like, mm, I don't know about that one right there. That was a little fucking wild, you know. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm overcritical about it because of the shit that happened, but uh, you keep an eye on the dude and, and see if you think he looks kind of cautious towards uh, hurting a fan or not. Um, again, I, I don't know. Maybe it's me, but um, yeah, shit seems wild. But anyway, um, you know, good match. Uh, they did, again, kind of fuck finish type deal. You know, throw Alex out so uh, Don's can get the pin and all this, so. You know, is what it is. Again, I don't think this was a terrible show. I think they threw way too much into one fucking match. And honestly, 
that fucking Dub Boys and um, Nation of Intoxication match was going really well and kind of reminiscent of the old school CZW type style. You know, doing some, some good bumps and, you know, shit to the outside and fucking, uh, you know, they were just, they were starting to really work really well in that match. And, you know, they they brought everybody and their mom in and, and turned it into something else. But I, I thought that match could have really continued going well and, and turned out to be, you know, one of the better matches on the card. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I, I think they missed a bunch of opportunities on that show to really just fucking keep that crowd fucking live all night. And and again, some of those things were just completely unnecessary to begin with. The, the Hollywood wrestling fucking dude, the um, you know the, the the Alexander James segment, like none of that shit's necessary. Like not even a little bit. So I don't know. That's that's uh that's my thoughts on it. And uh, you know, thanks for the help, Captain Dave, on the uh. On the recaps, I wrote absolutely nothing down tonight. I just uh, I spent a little time clipping up a Captain Dave joint and, um, you know, figured I'd use that for my bookmarks on the matches. And, um, yeah, I knew what I was going to talk about with the cap thing, so I didn't write any fucking thing going down into this show. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it. Um Check out the Hot Tag Podcast. Uh, they're doing their thing over there, I believe, right now. Uh, you can go check them out because I'm sure they're going to go a little bit longer than I, I did. I uh, I only wanted to come on here, review this show, whatever. Like I said, I got to plan some shit for the football thing next week because uh, this will be the this coming yeah this this coming weekend will be the last preseason weekend, and then we'll be going into the fucking actual football season. Pretty big shit. And, um, yeah, I'm fucking beyond hyped. I actually got to schedule the day after uh, that Monday off because the Niners play their first fucking game. And um, it's like 10-20 at night, Monday night football. So, fuck that, man. I'm going to fucking load up on coffee and all that shit. And just get fucking amped and not worry about having to work the next day. So, uh, that, that's my goal there. Um, also check out the sports den. I'm sure they're going to have their views on Colin Kaepernick and everything else. I know I don't agree with Nick, uh, but you know, it's, um, it is what it is. Everybody's got their opinion. It's all good. I mean, I just want to get back into fucking football and stop turning this shit into a fucking rally. I don't give a fuck. Um, Again, it is what it is. Take your own side on it. Do what you want to do. Let's let's play some motherfucking football. That's what I'm about. Uh, So that that's where my my interest lies in that. Now I'm in a 49er football uh, like a fan page or whatever, and I'm getting like just furious in that shit. Like, can we fucking stop with the bullshit? Like, motherfuckers are just randomly posting in there. Oh, child molester got fucking a light sentence, but we're mad about cap, and it's like, shut the fuck up, man. This is not this page is to talk about fucking football. What the fuck? So I don't know. Uh, but yeah, check out a hot tag, check out sports. Den. um, Alex Mahoney, check her out to do some motherfucking, um, you know, you, you want some stuff done, uh, artwork done, 
you want just a random thing for your Facebook, you want uh, you know, something to make on a flyer, any wrestling promoters, anything like that. I'm sure she could hook up some ill art for that shit. And um you know, all of that. Uh T shirts, the whole the whole nine. She's she's super talented, so check her out. Um Shaheen over there at the Hot Tag Podcast is talented as fuck that way too, but he doesn't do so much of the wrestling shit and but um he's hooking up some ill gremlin shit that I'm gonna hang on my fucking wall when it's done. But yeah, that that's pretty much it. Um that's all I got. I don't know if I'm forgetting anything, but this is always next week, peace. I love all of y'all and uh shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you wanna be. You need people like me. I listen to your to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say that's the bad guy. So what I make you good? Like Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people, and I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth, even when I lie. The Jews are just radio. Jesus! A sacred night to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something, sir, the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness.